Hello, good morning, and welcome to the 2023 Nigerian presidential elections predictions. And we are here with Imran. Imran is our first guest on the show, and he is an APC member in the youth wing. He is also a member of the Tinibu Shetima Support Organization. Welcome, Imran. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So, um, we're just going to get straight into business. So, how has this election cycle been for you? How has it been generally? Like the experience so far, what have you... Just, let's go. Okay, thank you very much. The election circle, like we can see, is one which is a little bit different from what we've been having. Yeah. There's a lot of awareness of young people regarding this 2023 election, multiple registration of um, voters' registration, yes. people that are really active, people want to know what's going on, which is very good for democracy. And um, for a while, I'll say for the, since the last two elections that we've had, this is an election which we are supposedly seen to be a three-horse race, and not a two-horse race with the emergence of the Labour Party candidate Peter Obi. So it's been a very good one so far and different things, different news, yeah. different conspiracies, different propagandas <laughs> yes. and different lives. Yeah. We are we're all good and we are really anticipating the campaign that's starting on the 28th of this month. Yes, I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you very much. Yes, I can't wait for the elections actually. 28 and starting like literally that's like Monday or so, I, can't, I, I don't really know, and I can't wait for that to start. So, with you're an APC member, you're obviously a young, so you're obviously in the youth wing. So, with all the controversies that have been surrounding your presidential candidates, why do you still support him, and why do you think we should support him with all the controversies surrounding him? Okay, when you say controversy, these controversies that we are talking about have they been proven in fact? We see controversies of age. But is there any legal documents? Okay, but they like you they have arguments where they say, okay, he's school, like he has no he hasn't gotten any class me- member, he hasn't gotten any headmaster, he hasn't gotten the only thing we've gotten is actually that family went to the University of Chicago and so we do not know like so there has to be there, there are a lot of gaps. I agree with you when you say there are a lot of gaps, like when you spoke about the schooling matter. But one thing which is one thing which is certified, he went to the Chicago State University. Yes. And he graduated with honors, business administration, um, accounting, and he has like we are sure he went there. So when and he there was a documentary he had recently. And one of his classmates, or say he was a senior in the Chicago State University, spoke about him and he knew him in the Chicago State University. If this has been certified, then if you have the information of his primary or secondary school, what are we going to do with that? And how is that going to change oh, okay. the leadership well, well, perspective of okay, the man? Okay, we're also going to talk about like his, his physique, generally. He has been found shaking multiple times. And... We've had a president, the current president we've had has always left the country on one medical 
um, trip or another. So I don't think, and I think it has also affected his zeal to change Nigeria because that was the mantra he came with. So we need, I think we need someone who is young. We have younger candidates like Atiku Abubakar, Pito B, and Kwankwa. So, so yeah, just. First of all, I think Kuba Bakker is older than Asiradu Bola and Oh, okay. And when you talk about shaking, probably they say his hands were shaking. Or I'll bring, I can get, I can show you a video from when he was governor, which he was obviously younger, and he had his hands shaking. So this is not, this is not a matter of, this is not a matter of he's old. This is different people have different things. You might say, okay, this person works sluggishly, but then you okay. find out he has been working sluggishly for the past twenty years, and so. <laughs> Asuajubola Ametulubu is the if let's when you talk about physique and his physique. Yeah. After the prim, after the primaries of the election, this everybody after their primaries, even like the Labour Party who did not have any primaries, after that they still had some rest. This was a man who after his primaries, without wasting any time, began travel. Borno today, Ondo tomorrow, Kogi next tomorrow, moving place to place. Another another candidate after primaries had to travel to Germany. We don't know what he went to do there. But this is a man who has not had any rest since the inception of the primary. So it shows that he might look physically older, but is obviously more energetic than all of them, from what we've seen. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And so, let's you get asked, to... You asked why would we vote for him. Okay, so why do you think we should actually vote for him? Definitely. Now, if you look at the problems of Nigeria, if you look at the problems of Nigeria, you find out that the candidates which are being offered to us, it's not, I don't think this is meant to be debated. We don't have any option, any better option than Asiwa Jubola. Dan. I'll give you, I'll give you reason. Okay. Now, Nigeria, Nigeria is a country, a a country of 200 million. The biggest budget we've ever made in this country was about 30 billion dollars. In 2013, during the administration of President Bullock, yeah. $30 dollars. Then go to Brazil. Brazil is also a country with a population similar to ours, and Brazil's budget is around $500 billion, which is way, way above ours. And Brazil is not a world power before we say we are comparing Nigeria to a world power. This shows that we have a revenue problem in the country. We need, first of all, someone who can generate revenue. Now when you look at the track record of everybody offered to us, we have an Atiku Abu Bakar who came, headed the privatization committee, sold companies which were viewed with billions for basic $30 million, $20 million, little money unaccounted for. Then we have a Peter Obi who met the IGR, the, the revenue the state generate around seven seven billion or so. And he barely increased this above the 15%, a very little increase. Every other governor in democracy in Gige Obiano has increased their IGR of the state way better than he has done. How they did it, I don't know. Now we come to Lagos. We come to a state which was met by an Asiwa Jubola and Tinubu generating an international um, internal generated revenue of about 600 million Naira in 1999. Before he left office in 2007, he was already generating around 11 or 12 billion naira per month. Today, due to the blueprint of Aswaji Bola and Tinubu, Lagos is generating over 50 billion naira. Lagos is the fifth largest economy in, the, in, in Africa. Lagos as a state, mark that. Nigeria is the biggest economy in Nigeria. Lagos amounts for more than half of Nigeria's economy. 
due to the blueprint of this man. People, people will come to you and say, Lagos was a capital, Lagos. Lagos was a capital, but it was generated 600 million. Lagos was a capital, but it was a celebrated slum. Lagos was a capital, but it did not have an efficient transport system. This man came, he brought in the BRT. Today, Lagos has a, the most efficient transport system in Nigeria. Lagos has the most efficient judicial system. I, I was seeing when people were going for the NDA conference and they said, Aswajibola and Tinubu did not come. And I was like, okay, is this something to talk about? Let's talk about the real judiciary. Who in the estate, or who, when they had the chance, made um, judicial reforms? Lagos is a state which, if you if you have a problem and you go to the court, there's no delay. Mobile courts, they have the best judicial system in the country. And I'll round up with this before you go on. People say Nigeria is facing a problem of unity, um, disunity. Um, people, some people feel marginalized and all of that. So we need somebody who's a unifier. When you ask people from my, from the opposition party, the PDP, they say Atiku is the unifier. They always say he's the unifier. But what are the, this is just a name. Let's check. How is he a unifier? And you compare him to Abola Ametunabu. Now in the party, in the PDP, they're having a problem. They have a, they have a, they, they had an arrangement in their constitution that they will zone the presidency north and south, north and south. They are the only party with that arrangement. So presently it's time for the south. And Atiku Abakar came out, causing disunity. The chairman of the party was a north, is a northerner. The board of trustees chairman, a northerner. He came and after there's heat, and he still came and appointed the director general of his campaign, the governor of Sokoto, a northerner. And then you say this is a unifier. Then come to come to Lagos. Lagos is a state which when Awajibola Metunubu came on board, he brought people from different parts of the country. We have the, we have the minister and the commissioner for water resources from Dora Katuna, Osibanjo uh, Ogun, uh, okay. people from everywhere. Okay, thank so, you very much. Thank you. So I want to ask, do you think um, it is right for Nigerians to vote along party lines? Because I see a lot of people make statements like, I'm an APC man, I'm a PDP man. Um, I'm a Labour Party man, I'm an NNPP man. So I want to ask, do you think it is time for Nigerians to be patriotic? Because I don't think we have gotten it right. So I think, don't you think it's time for Nigerians to put things aside, aside their parties or whatever, their tribe, whatever affiliation they think they might have, and it is time to stand up and be patriotic. What do you think about that? So personally, I'm somebody, especially as a member of the APC, I'm somebody who really believes in party politics because I believe in the direction that our party is heading towards. So if people, if you ask, you should people vote along party lines if you feel your party's plan and the way your party is heading is the right way, then you vote along your party's, your party's manifesto. But if you don't even know the manifesto of your party, which a lot of people don't know. If your party does not have a plan on ground, does not have a policy, ideology, then you just look for the best candidate to vote for. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so we're going to the next question. Do you think that the youths are behind your candidates, which is Bola Ahmed Tinibu? And are the youths actively involved in this process? Because we've seen one thing with all that politics is that they don't give the youth a say. They only use them for their um, electoral malpractice when they have finalized. So I want to ask, what are what's the party doing to make sure the youth 
are actively involved, dropping ideas into, or are they being sidelined? I just want to know. The Nigerian politics has never had the youth involved, generally, across all boards like now. And now, what is our party doing to involve the youth? With the capacity of our youth leader, Dio, Honorable Dio Israel, we've seen how much youth have been involved in the APC process. Just Sunday and Monday, we had the APC Youth Summit. Young people from all around the country gathered at the International Conference Center to talk about how we can push our ideas, how we can progress. The, the Speaker of the House of the Rep of Rep Representatives, um, Honorable Femi Badami Amila was there. He came and he, he came to see the people. So they are very happy to see the young people being taken on board. And then when it, this is this is in the political process. Mm. Now when it comes to government, yeah. you just go back and look at the antecedents. The person who has taken young people on board. When um, the likes of um, Fashola and all of them came on board, they were in their 40s. Some of these commissioners were in their early 30s. So this is a man who has always taken the young people along and this is the best bet for the young people right now. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Um do you think who do you think will win this presidential elections? Oh before we get into that I have one more question for you. Yeah, sure. Um so Tinibu is considering is not considering granting any media in interviews do you think that it shows that it doesn't give any he doesn't show a form of transparency and accountability he has refused to give any single um grant any media platform any interview so how does it doesn't it show that he's not transparent he's not accountable he doesn't look at the plight of the people who want to hear him and see oh this is who we are voting for, we want to hear him speak, we want to hear his plans from his mouth. So, what do you think? You know, anybody who's conversant with politics, you know, in this this, this game of politics, there are people who know how to play it and people who do not. People who do not know how to play it, after the primary, started running to media houses trying to get publicity and let people know oh, okay. People who know how to play this understand that we've never had time like this before. In the 2019 elections, post-primary, we had just four months to the election. This, this, this time, we had eight months, which is double the time. So you have enough time to plan. Campaigns have started 28. Why should Asiraju Bola Matunibu come and talk to you before campaign? Any interview is literally a campaign because I'm telling you why you should vote for me. And so we are following guidelines. Asiraju Bola Matunibu will start speaking when the campaign kicks off. So this is not a problem right now. And we have so much time, we have about how many months left of the election. So people will, will grant so much interviews to so much to so many TV stations. So you are so you are promising that you're going to hear Bola Ametinibu speak to us as he, I don't know, citizens who are actually planning to vote him into office. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so um now who do you think will win the presidential election? And why do you think what 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 are the chances surrounding him? What what are the stakes around surrounding him currently? Like looking at things as it stands now, because we don't know the elections are like how many months away. But as it stands, and who do you think is going to win the elections? 
give your first, second, and third, and give your reasons why. Presently, our part, our, our presidential candidate is the leading horse. Okay. He's way ahead of other candidates, and he will, he will, by the grace of God, emerge as the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, followed by Achiko Abubakar and the others. So. Why would why is why did I say our president our presidential candidate is the leading horse? Now if you look at if you look at if you look at the the his moves, first of all, we are the only party where our presidential candidate has done so much to reunite the party, the broken wings of the party, and the party is more united than ever. Our major opposition, we see the problems that we they're having every day, from the VK saga to we see the problems they have every day. Then the emergence of a feature will be is something which has made us very happy in the APC because this is this is a man who comes from a from a from a region that always gives their vote to the PDP in bulk. But right now we are having this man in the in the race and he's definitely going to really tamper with the votes which would have initially gone to the PDP from the southeast and part of the south south, which are strongholds for the PDP. But for we the APC in twenty in twenty nineteen and 2015, our voting lines have been the northeast, northwest, and the southwest. And the for now, for now, these lines are very secure. Although the northeast has the presidential candidate of the PDP from there, but we have a stronger and more reliable vice presidential candidate by the name of Kashim Shetima from that same region, from Borno that offers the big, the largest number of votes from that region. So right now, with the way things are going, with I see our presidential candidate at the front. And when we start granting it the news, when can the um, campaign start? The real the real ones will be separated from the mediocre ones. And then we'll know who is the man that we need to vote for. More people are coming on board. Yesterday, I want to tell you, yesterday at the International um, Conference Center during our youth summit, the president, the what is his name? The secretary, I think, a sec- somebody, a very important person in the State House of Assembly in Niger State, a PDP member, came and publicly declared that he is joining the APC. The youth leader of the um, Action Democratic Party, I think, ADP, came and decamped to the PDP and held the broom with held the broom high with pride and honor. So with the PDP or with the APC? The camp from the ADP to the APC. APC. And lots of people are lots of important stakeholders are coming on board. And right now I'll end with this. We are the party that has over 40 million registered members. A party with the largest structure you can see from the local government to the wards. We have people contested everywhere. We have the highest number of governors, the highest number of senators, House of Reps, State House of Assemblies, and all of this. These people have people who they will talk to, and our structure will definitely work for us. People, I see people from the PDP extraction, the the party that cut out of the PDP, which is the Labour Party, because right now I still see it as a faction of the PDP. I see people from that section who always say um, the, who, who, the people are the structure. Yes, the people are the structure, but a leaderless, a leaderless structure is not a structure. So right now, the APC is the, APC is the only party with a structure formidable enough to win elections. Okay, thank you so much, Imran. I'm so grateful that you were on the show, and I hope to see you again, maybe before the next election. We're definitely going to have you here again. It was so I enjoyed every bit of it, and I would love to have you on here again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah.